right at this moment, there are men everywhere, doing manly things. Beards unkempt, hair run amok, leaving them in a state of hair despair. And that's just what we can see. Never mind what's going on downstairs. But it doesn't have to be that way. Thanks to our friends at Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com and enter our promo code FINSUP to save an instant 20%, get free shipping, and help quell the hair despair in your life. These bearded bros are counting on you. Won't you help them? Hello, how you doing? This is Chris Chambers, former Miami Dolphins wide receiver. Follow the Fin Addicts podcast and check out the Fin Addicts Network on YouTube. Hello, everyone, and welcome or welcome back to the Fin Addicts Miami Dolphins podcast, where I'm about to bite. Welcome to Perfect Bill style. There we go. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's right. I just did that shit. Wow. You all saw it. You were all witnesses. Now you're all accomplices, and you can't deny it. Now, of course, I am not here alone. I am joined by my brothers from other mothers, presumably. <laughs> the one as, and as only. As far as we know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the one and only handsome Jimmy. How you What's doing, up, Jimmy? man? What's up? I'm feeling a little fucking lame now. I'm sitting here eating a sucker. You're cracking a beverage. Fucking Tony's over here sipping on a, a cup, you know, and I'm, I'm over here. You got to join not, us. That's I, right. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, I haven't had a drink in like five years. Probably not a great time to, <laughs> probably not a great reason to break it, but, yeah, yeah, would, you know, maybe. you know, uh, yeah. look, we're not here to peer pressure you one way or another. Do it. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just so you know, you're not alone, which of course leads me to our other co host, the one and only Tony Longo. You didn't see the spirit fingers that I did, but they were pretty dramatic. Oh, I saw them, and they were fantastic, Savak. I, I, I thoroughly enjoyed them. But what's up, guys? How we doing? How we feeling? Good, man. We're getting into it. So what we, we, you know, a lot of people know Tony. A lot of people know Tony on Twitter. The dude, super fucking sharp uh, when it comes to the Dolphins, super sharp when it comes to gambling. Me and him do a gambling pod. Uh, third and Longo. Just might as well dream, name drop that now. We'll be back Aimless soon. Plug. We'll be back soon um, to kick it off. But yeah, Tony's going to be joining Savak and I here full time on the Fanatics podcast, uh, pumping out some content. Great right. dude to have, man, for sure. We're happy to oh, have you. This is the, the Trace Amigos right here. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Some Dolphins football, especially yeah. after this, this weekend, which That's I right. think was a pretty good weekend for us all. I think so, too. We also needed somebody that, you know, knows the Dolphins. Uh, Savak's the great host with the good voice. I'm just an idiot that uh, I try to be funny. And then, yeah, we needed one guy that actually to replace Brian knew the Dolphins very well. So we needed to bring in somebody that, you know, kind of our serious guy. He was to carry us with actual knowledge instead of bullshit. So, yeah, we, we needed somebody that actually knows their shit. Mm-hmm. Well, well, I'm honored. Let's hope I can bring even, you know, a, a fraction of, of, of what he brought to us. Well, so yes, far, yes. so good. You haven't replaced the mustache, but you know what? There's still hope. 
a lot of time left. That be well, hold on, hold on, Savak. What happened just before this? She came in and she she said, "Nice mustache." That's true. That's true. Come Your on. wife did just compliment his mustache. All right, Come on, you know, really ten seconds ago. That's fair. That's fair. That can't be denied. <laughs> All right, it's a nice mustache. It's a good mustache, but is it a great mustache? That's the question that we're going to seek to answer, but not right now, because right now I saw that. Because <laughs> right now we're talking about this draft, man. So I guess. I mean, I know we're going to go pick by pick, but it, what, what, what was your overall assessment? And I'm going to go ahead and start with you, Tony. Mm. What, what would you, I guess, what would you rate them? You know, everybody's been doing the A to F scale. What do you think? Yeah, so I, I think the, the national media has been all over the Dolphins. And um, it's kind of refreshing to see. I think when you come off a 10 and 6 season, you have a, you know, what seems like an unlimited amount of, um, early picks, it's easy to jump on board and say you have a good draft. You have a, a lot of ammunition, so a lot of shots have been fired, uh, per se. And obviously, we had a lot of shots fired last draft as well. Uh, I think last year, there was a lot of reaches in the first and second round, you know, especially with the Igbo and Austin Jackson picks. So there was a lot of turmoil kind of within Dolphins Twitter, if you remember. I think this year, it was by the book. I think the most important part, and if I just had to throw a grade out there, I would, I'm leaning like A minus, it's like a B plus, A minus, right? And that, you know, it depended on if your teacher threw you that curve, right? You had like that 88.9. Did she throw you the A minus? Because if you were the teacher's pet, she'd probably give it to you there. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think I, it's right. I used I to try to throw her something else to get ah. her to throw, you know what I mean? <laughs> throw her my little curve. Yeah, it's too early for all that. <laughs> Emphasis on but little. No. <laughs> so, <laughs> So, no, I, th- so, I think so I think we can't did. take you nowhere. <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. We don't leave the confines of this podcast. I should have left my no, mic muted. So I um I think they what I think they did I think they picked, especially in the, you know the first two rounds even even the third on, on the tight end pick I know we'll get into each specifically what I think they did is I think Greer and Flores in the front office within the team they realized that these picks need to make contributions this year. They're not developmental players that have the shot of becoming superstar. I think that they picked players that are going to come in. They're going to step in. They're going to play this year because I think they're starting to witness that this, this, this rebuild plan was probably, you know, supposed to culminate this year, maybe next year Two is still on the rookie deal. If everything works the right way, this is almost the window. We're getting into the window right now. So what I think you saw there was them picking players, solid players, across the board, those first four guys are going to come in. They're going to get snaps immediately, right? When they, I mean, the only one is Holland, you know, that the, we'll get into. Is just, that, that secondary room is going to be crowded, especially after the news today uh, of what might go down. But for me, I think they did, like, they did a really solid job. I'll give them an A-. minus. I really uh, – I love the Waddle pick. Um, I thought Jalen Phillips, you know, that is kind of that boomer bust kind of potential that he was – top 10 on everybody's draft boards if without the health concerns and taking time off from the game. Uh, and then you pick up a tackle that's going to come in, plug and play, whether it's guard or tackle uh, on the line. And, and then you, you pick up long, uh, long as well as it, which, you know, we can talk about Kasiki and what we think is going to happen there. So overall, I think they did a really good job. I think the point of emphasis for this whole draft is you had to come away with players that were going to play this year, we couldn't waste picks like the Igbo pick last year and, and kind of dance around. We needed guys to come to play. And I, I think that's what they did here. Uh, I think, I think you might be muted. 
Savak's <laughs> already Savak half a can in, yeah, and he's I already he's, he's already, already gone. Going. I was Whoa. gonna just start. I figured you were telling me to go. I was I just was. gonna run. Go I was just gonna run with it, but I I didn't want you to just stay. Then I'd still have to tell you something later. Um, I mean Tony just crushed it. Uh, you know, pretty in depth already. So, uh, what I would like to say is that I I just love the way that management. And, you know, the Dolphins organization, how they went after this draft, like no one, you know, Tony just shared some great stuff on a lot of the picks. Um, and we, we kicked it out to Twitter as well. The poll came back uh, 123 votes, 67% said it was an A to an A plus 28% said it was a B to a B plus 3% said it was a C to a C plus and 2% said it was a D to a D plus. I couldn't find any of these 2% people in the comments though. Everybody in the comments was pretty happy with it. Yeah, see, so them people, I, they didn't, they didn't want to I would turn like the rest to of the hear, fan base he, against them. Well, I would like to hear the reasoning behind the C or the D. You know what I mean? Because I, I think universally, this is like a B and up, especially yeah, yeah. in the national media. Um, but, you know, Tony, me, you, national media, nobody knows what these guys are going to turn into. It's Nobody knows right now at this point. We can only speculate. But the way that Miami handled this draft and they worked this draft, I, I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. it. Just hitting need after need, versatile player after versatile player. Um, it, it was just, it was, I, I think it was beautiful. And, and we picked up an extra pick, um, you know, an extra first rounder down the road, uh, pre-draft. What, what am I? Kind of two, but then kind of also not two after the Eichenberg trade kind of slid back. But yeah, so we picked up an extra first pretty much. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right. You got, yeah. I thought, I would, okay. Um, You're right. I'm just making sure <laughs> I didn't want to, I didn't want to sound like an idiot. Um, so yeah, I, I just, and again, we'll get into the, you know, players and picks here coming up. So I won't say too much regarding that, but I just like the way that they handled it, man. I, this is the most confident I've come out of a draft in a long time with this team, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah. I'm, yeah. I, I was very, I'm very pleased with it. I, I'm with it. I'm with it. I'm with a B plus to an A. I'm right with Tony. Yeah. I think I, that was my biggest takeaway too, is I did, really appreciate how much it seemed like Miami really got in there with a plan. They jumped in there. They knew what they were doing. They knew who they wanted. They knew where they wanted to take them at. And it seems like they got it. They nailed the picks that they were shooting for. You know, you saw them celebrating in the, in the war room, like, yeah, we did it. We got that guy. Nobody else was talking about, you know, it's, it was pretty great, but uh, which of course leads us to these individual picks. And I guess we can go ahead and desire, you know, dissect them a little bit in the first round going number six six overall was Jalen Waddle wide receiver out of Alabama a lot of people knew of him know of him figured he was going to go in the top 10 ah I, I have to ask Jimmy were you happy with this pick or is there somebody else that you would have preferred so I, you know, I, again, I, I going back to last season on this podcast, I always refer to myself as fence sitter Jimmy because I'll just always kind of see the good and the bad on both sides. Um, I would have been pretty content with you know Chase Pitts, Waddle, Smith. Um, Waddle is one of the guys I knew the least about, um, just because of my short term memory issues and him missing you know a good amount of time last year. Um, I'm happy with the pick that they went out and got a weapon. So first and foremost, I'm happy that we didn't take Sewell. 
um, especially with how the draft fell for us later. I'm glad that we didn't go out and get an offensive lineman. I wanted a weapon. I wanted a toy for Tua. Um, and who better than someone that he knows and is familiar with already. So, yeah, I, I, I'm just I, – I think I'm just apprehensive and nervous, I, I think, along with any other fan. Like, we don't know what this dude's going to do. And, you know, every like, – like, I would have wanted Pitts or Chase. Like, as soon as the pick happened and everything was going on, I think I was texting Tony. It, it might have been that night. And, uh, you know, just, just talking about like, Hey, if we would have just stayed at three and had pits, like what's, what's better here, you know, Pitts seems to be like, Oh, everyone's oh going to be the best tight end ever generational talent, this and that best pass catcher in the draft in a long time, you know, Waddle might end up being better than Pitts. Waddle could be at better than chase, you know, uh, Smith or, you know, what's the kid from Minnesota Bateman Bateman could be the best, uh, in the draft. Kadarius Tony could be the best wide receiver, in the draft who walked out of last year's draft saying Justin Jefferson's going to be the best wide receiver out of this draft. I'm sure there were a few people, but I didn't hear any of it. I didn't know about it. Um, nah, everybody so, was buzzing about chase Claypool and stuff. Claypool and uh, uh, rugs and, <laughs> and you know, all, all these dudes. And then Justin Jefferson snuck up and made it happen. So um, I, I'm happy with the pick that they got a weapon. I'm just a little concerned you know, someone pointed out to me, who was I talking to? I was with a buddy. Um, I forget what we were doing, but he was trying to tell me, like, go back and watch Waddle when he's walking up to the stage. Like, either he, he was, like, walking with a limp, yo. Like, I swear to God, he had a limp. Or I don't know if that's how he walks, but he was, like, favoring one leg. And so, so I either – I think my buddy was either trying to get in my head or, I don't know, screw with me. But um, – uh, the injury stuff may be a little bit of a concern, the, how the ankle is and what's going on. Um, but, yeah, yeah, long story short, I I, I like the pick. I, they must have liked him. Mm -hmm. They went up there, right? They claimed that this was the target all along. So if they felt that highly of him, then uh, I'm not the one getting paid millions of dollars to make these decisions. So That's right. <laughs> if the dudes who are getting paid all this money as for a living, you know, think that he's the one then then i have to assume he's the one until it's proven otherwise that's fair you know and uh safe of course to uh, support the uh, thought process of our front office they are in there for a reason but uh tony what were your thoughts the, the, this is an important pick right i think it's an important pick for the franchise obviously with all the, the vertical movement uh, pre-draft I think you have to take it I want to say with a grain of salt but with some perspective we were not supposed to have the third pick in the draft that's not supposed to happen when they made the trade the trade Larry I mean Tunsil you see Deshaun Watson and a team that's coming off back-to-back uh, -back playoff berths and you're thinking yeah we'll pick in the teens well you know we're getting two first rounders it's going to be a good trade uh, but you're not thinking you're going to get the third overall it's a perfect storm that you know that's why I hated during the end of the season when some of Dolphins Twitter was like, don't, don't pick watch. Why are we rooting for the Texans? Worry about your own team. No, you have to pick watch. This is important to, to get that extra draft capital moving back. I think was a, it's a great decision. You have to do that. If you're picking in a top three, it was a top five QB draft. It's surprising how the Justin Fields and Mac Jones fell. Uh, and, and that's something we could possibly get into. But when you're dealing with a, a draft that has the QB talent that this one did, the perceived QB talent, and you have the third overall pick, you have to move back. You cannot take a positional player there because 
it's just the wrong move, no matter how it shakes out, because the point that you just touched on, uh, Jimmy Hansen, there's, yeah, you don't know. Remember the 2017 class when it was Corey Davis and Mike Williams and John Ross? None of those guys really panned out. I guess Corey Davis kind of did. He's coming uh, he out was, a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. So he was the first pick. Mike Williams is decent. I guess John Ross just got picked up by the Giants, you know, on a two and a half million dollar one year deal. Who has so, but the point, the point that I'm making is you don't know how these guys are going to shake out, right? I'd say it's an even probability from my mind that Chase or Waddle are the better players. I don't know yet. You can't make that informed decision. But what I can tell you is taking that extra draft capital moving forward is a bonus. It is a positive, And you have to take that, that risk. Now, getting into the player, um, moving back, I, I know we just touched on it pre Oh, Actually, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. I'm sorry. Let me cut you off for one second. What? But you – you we might as well talk about it now you weren't super happy with the jump back up into six though right we did we talked about that so i touch on that, that i think we i think you lost i think we lost value there okay but what i think the the underlying theme is kind of what we talked about pre-pod when the saints the buzz was the saints were moving up to not get a quarterback they wanted to move top 10 we discussed a little bit of, before we, we jumped on here the saints a beat writer came out and said that they were trying to move up they wanted jalen waddle that is who they wanted and you want to know why that is that the teams that they covet this speed and, and he's a good route runner he's an overall he's a better prospect than henry ruggs was coming out last year he, uh, I know he's Ru- the, the he, he was the best route runner in the draft, right? I did. I I thought I read that Smith multiple was. times. Smith Smith's Oh, Smith's about okay. All right, maybe Smith, I had it mixed up. Maybe I had it mixed Smith, up. Then uh, when I was Smith reading. is okay. Yeah, Smith is incredible. I mean, yeah, that guy's a tactician, but um, okay. But what he is is he can run routes. You you see him do comebacks. You see him slants. You see him uh, posts. He's he's fantastic. And and Nick Saban came out right before the draft and said he's never seen someone come out of a cut. Um, when when a wide receiver is making a cut, no one's ever come out as fast as he does. He's never seen it, and you. You can, that guy's been with Amari Cooper, uh, Julio, like he's been with everybody, right? So he's got an eye for talent. Uh, and I know it's maybe coach speak, but obviously he's got a, he's got a, um, he's got, you know, feelings for, for Waddle, you know, obviously he was, he was on the team. So I think coming, circling around to the point, I think NFL teams were higher on Waddle than even draft Twitter and, and, and fans were. And this is the reason why, and I, you can't stress this enough is when you have a receiver that can, move as quickly as that and there's there's rumors that he's had the fastest gps tracked uh time ever out of, out of all college they had i saw one video come out and they did you know the triangulation of the gps and he was running 24.1 miles per hour which is it's just insane it's nobody can run that fast so um what happens when you have a guy like that on the field it doesn't even matter if he gets a target is you stretch the defense you put so much pressure you know, the play that always comes back to my mind was that fourth and one this last year when the Dolphins made an incredible comeback to a, ironically was having a great game at the end there. And there was a fourth and one play. If the Dolphins got to stop, they were down six driving, possibly to win the game in the fourth quarter. And what happens? You have Tyreek Hill come across, come back to the formation, cut out real quick, and then run a little out. First down, quick. There's nothing you can do to stop it, right? Little plays like that, when you have somebody that fast, you open up pockets in a defense where defenses have to scheme and they have to move around that speed because you have to account for it. Yeah, they got to respect it. That guy can go 90 at any time. If he gets behind you, you're done. It's just, 
That's what's going to happen, right? Be, as someone who bets the Chiefs often, they closed out like six games last year with that literally that same exact play. We saw the playoff I, game. We yeah, saw the yes. playoff game yep. with Matt. With Matt. Same. Yep. With same the, exact play. Not Matt Moore. Dang. I want to say Matt Moore. Chad Henney. Chad Henney. Chad Henney. One of the Dolphins QBs. Yeah, they were both <laughs> there. They were both yeah, they're there. They're both there. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But, you know, so, I like you alluded to something there. You alluded to something. I'm, I'm going to bring it back around. Uh, you had said, none of us knows what any of these guys are going to do. And I liked what you said. And the thing, the reason I bring that up is because, uh, in essence, we basically gave up two first round picks. We spent two first round picks on Jalen Waddle, but we don't know what he's going to be. And my concern is, for every Tyreek Hill that comes out, there's about a half dozen or so John Rosses. Uh, you know, is he going to be the next Tyreek Hill or is he going to be the next Shane Wynn? Waiting Ooh. for it. Exactly. <laughs> we simply don't know. So uh, my concern has been that from the beginning, and I've been—I was more in favor of us taking Devonte Smith, the tactician, who has a skill set that's not likely to diminish over time. You know, mm-hmm. these fast guys eventually do slow down, but when you're playing, don't tell a- that to Deshaun Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> okay, look. He I is. see. I get your point. <laughs> yeah, he but is. Deshaun Jackson, if you go back now, you you wouldn't take Deshaun Jackson at a six, you know, six overall. He he's still fast, but you wouldn't be like, let me get that dude. Six, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, he's still fast. He's still a good player, but would you would you burn the sixth overall pick? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah, no way, no way. Tough. I, I, it's it's tough. That's that's a tough question. He had some six overall. Years with of- Deshaun Jackson right now. <laughs> Listen, but here's the di- here's oh, the back difference. in the day he was the man. Yeah, back in the yeah, day he I'm was saying. the man. You got to sure. think of the but, whole career. But but now he's winding career. down, and you're like, oh, was it worth it? Like, what has he really done? Like, yeah. the, the number, yeah. He had that yeah, one but, punt return against the Giants to win the game. That's yeah, all I. You're, you're right though. Back in the day, he was the, he was the man for sure. He was uh-huh. dangerous. Oh look, you know who else had that kind of speed? Ted Ginn. Yeah, well, that's the that's, that's the, the Dolphins Twitter. That's oh the my Dolphins God. Twitter comeback, right? That's what, well, that's, that's what the first did. thing that popped in my head. Mm-hmm. He's such a different player. It's, I know. I know. It, I they're know. both fast, so but it's a it's and of just course like it kind of ends cut. there, right? It ends there. That they're yeah, both basically fast. Yeah. that's 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 yeah. where it. Yeah, and the, yeah, my issue though is, of course, you're looking at when you look at Smith. It's not like he's slow, you know, but he is such a a gifted route runner he is light years beyond any other receiver in this class in terms of route running i i actually broke down some of his uh some of his tape a little bit and actually saw a very similar play to one you were just describing there that the Chiefs were using they used the very same thing and his ability to change direction in such a hurry made made him able to sell that so i think we could have gone either direction i would have preferred to lean towards Devonte because I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but history and the numbers are all on his side. I know he's, he's a little bit lighter than everybody would like. And, and it kind of seems like, especially when you watched him walk to the stage, it looked like if a gust of wind blew over, he'd probably fly away with uh-huh. it. However, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> when you look at his numbers, he doubled what Waddle, who doubled Waddle's product production, excuse me. Can't freaking talk today. So what were we saying about a half half a can of this shit? Yeah, <laughs> faded. Dude's faded I, over here. I think I think, and then I think that you know the devil's advocate's gonna say, well, what happened in the first four games when they were both in, and you know, then you hear the counter argument to that is, well, ninety five of those yards were on a when a on a go route to Waddle where he just burned someone for ninety five yards, and mm-hmm. that was 
you know, roughly a, a seventh of his production or sixth of his production. So I think, I think what it boils, what it boils down to, I think is this, right. Uh-huh. It's, it's up to Studsville and Godsey if they can use a player like that in the right way. And Bienemy does a great job. Cause I don't think Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill without the coaching staff there. I just right. don't see it. I don't see it from him as just like a dominating physical presence. It's not, there he's a he's a, actually a great contested ball receiver despite his size he's sure. roughly the same size as Waddle. underrated underrated yeah. in that yeah. aspect obviously he's got burning speed and i think he'd be a good player but i don't think he'd be when you think of like elite wide receivers i throw hill in that conversation but he's just like a different type of receiver yeah. and what we have can be a great compliment because how are you going to account for if if waddles in the y and you have parker and fuller on opposite sides in the Z and the X, what are you going to do? How are you going to, how do you game plan for that? You it's, it's difficult. It's difficult. And he adds a different element to what this team can do. But that, that point is one of the things that concerns me the most though, is, is you're right. Hill is a different type of dude and he doesn't get mentioned enough when people talk about the elite, but when people talk about the elite, there's a certain type of body type. And my concern was getting any wide receiver that isn't Julio Jones or Kelvin Johnson, like one of mm. those kind of guys taking them anywhere near the top 10. I think that, yeah. that, that was more probably my biggest concern, even if it was Smith at six, even if it was chase at six, even though chase is, is a little, you know, he's bigger than those guys. Um, obviously a little bit, yeah, a little little bit. bit. not, not much. Bit. There, there was yeah. no, there was no Julio Jones size, no, no. Kelvin Johnson size it, it, in those guys. Um, Pitts, Pitts powers over when you see Pitts, dude, when they were showing, you know, some of these football players, especially coming out of college, you don't see these dudes without their helmets off all that often or in a suit all that often walking to the bus. So, you know, it's hard to tell who's who or what's going on or who's that bro. When I saw Pitts standing with Zach Wilson and Waddle and Smith, he was like two feet taller than everybody else (laughs) up there, dude. Like that dude is a different, different type of person, but Anyways, yeah. uh, that that's just was my concern. Is yeah, it's it's that adds to the risk in my opinion. I think there's I think not a lot of hills and Tyler Lockett's probably falls in that same, not as fast, but Tyler Lockett body size, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I think we're the AT and T bars right now. We have me the highest on this pick. I think this is a home run. I think he's absolutely perfect. It's what the offense needs. I think Jimmy, you're right in the middle. You have some concerns. You see some pros pros and cons. You know, we yeah. have Savak who I, I i'm just getting this this feeling savak that this is not your pick this is not and i, I want to hear your reasoning mm-hmm. no it is not the direction i would have went i would have i would have taken smith personally i know size be damned you look at the production smith was just more dominant and when you watch him on film you see why you know he's his route running is impeccable his ability to lead defenders into believing that he's going to go one way and then he goes the other. And then he's got the acceleration to make the most of it. I just, and I think uh, Simon Clancy was on the live stream with us with the welcome to Perfectville boys. And and he said basically the same thing. You go with the tactician in this situation. And that is what Smith is. I would have preferred him. I know he's a little slight, but he's also a little taller and he's a much better route runner and has better hands. You know, it's funny you guys were talking about Tyreek Hill and how he's kind of a, a little different. You know, he's actually converted over from running back. You know, early on in his career, high school and then early college, he was playing running back, believe it or not. 
and he started to develop as a wide receiver and a return man as the time went on and somehow did enough incredibly. I mean, quite a story. If you guys get the opportunity, go Google that. It was hell of a tale that he even made it to the NFL. But uh, he's a little different. And like I said, uh, for every one of him, there's about a half dozen or so. John Ross is what you got. I was going to say, to touch on that point, as a return man, I hope that we do not use this man as, as never on a kickoff, never on a kickoff. Like it's got to be situational punt returning, right? We have Igbahogany who returned punts for Auburn all the time. Mm-hmm. Holland was a was a great returner as well, who we just picked up, which we'll touch on. I hope he's like you know the Eagles used Deshaun the same way. They didn't trot him out every single punt, but when yeah. they needed to flip, when they needed to flip field position. They threw him out there, and when they K- needed a play KC to happen, they threw with, him out there with Hill. So yeah. Still, situationally, yeah, yeah. It's right? Very, yeah. It's, so got, that's, it's that's it's, really interesting. Got to be like that. Does that mean that it's you that, that you're acknowledging that there is a concern with his health with the ankle? I would say no. I would say I mean, of course, with any with any situation, I think he's. Oh, I mean, look at what a dog he is. He went out in the national championship game because he wanted to be out on the field. Uh-huh. So I, I, you know, that I think that mental part of it, it does matter because that guy did, had no reason to be out there. He knew he was a first round pick. You know, Don't who, laugh at you that. know, That's you know, true. who did not have a serious injury like that throughout his college Smith. career. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, think about, but he the, got injured on a return. He Waddle yeah. got injured on a return, the opening, the opening kickoff return. So it's malpractice to throw this guy, especially on a kickoff return situational punt returns they make sense but, but it's I, so enticing you know when you're as as a coach as a special teams coordinator how do you not want to put that kid out there like go ahead catch that see if you can't take it the distance you know yeah i mean yeah i can only imagine i think there's there's other i mean we see grant do it all the time i mean grant makes our stomach queasy sometimes the way he drops those balls when he's back he's there, a, but he's, he's another great there, example man. by the way yeah. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but I mean, a lot of the not guys the you're talent. mentioning, yeah, aren't as high talent. profile as no. Waddle was. Waddle's I, there, a different beast. There man. was some John Ross dude. hype. I'll give you, know you some what? John Ross hype, but not great. John John yeah, Ross, yeah. yeah, John Ross went in the first round, but I'll give you yeah. that. You're right. Ross you're right. is smaller. Ross is smaller. And dude. Ross, Ross is yeah, one. He's, he's, he's 160. Here's my issue. This is something that that kind of playing for Washington eluded everybody's focus. Good point. Uh, out of, I think he played in, uh, Waddle played in like 34 games, I believe. Don't he act only, like you don't know wait, exactly wait, wait, what wait, it wait. is. I know you've been, yeah, you don't act like you you got something <laughs> in the works. You know that shit verbatim. He only started nine of those games. Of the six that he played in last year, he only started three of them. If he's so damn incredible of a receiver, why wouldn't a coach want him in as much as possible? Yeah, but when we're talking, st- but that's just what formation they come out in, right? Yeah. If we're yeah. talking about, st- I mean, that's just what yeah. the formation they come out in. And if I recall, Alabama comes out usually, I think one wide receiver often. Just off the top of my head, I think they come out one wide receiver often, um, just to start the game. Yeah. But he played. He will this last year for the games that he played. He he ran ninety five percent of snaps, so they rarely took him out of the field. Uh, that's he, a better number to look at than the game started. I would say. Yeah, I don't know that game started stats. I don't know that stat. I haven't seen that thrown out there. It's possible. It's probably true. Um, for Jimmy's point too. Yeah, they just take who's on the field on the first snap. I will tell you this. I guarantee. He's their starting lineup week one. I promise. You. Oh, He's yeah, yeah. I would hope. Well, yeah, I mean, 
when you're looking at our group of pass catchers for sure, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the, the, the thing like Tony mentioned it earlier and I just want to reiterate on it. He talked about how big of a deal and stars aligning and things happening for us to be in that situation. And, uh, and it, the, the reason I'm on the fence is because, and it's good. It's good that you got, you're on one side, he's on the other. And I mean, that's good. Hopefully we can land this way on every fucking thing we talk about. It'd be perfect. Make for much better. Content for yes, sure, yeah. exactly. <laughs> we all can't be shaking hands, fucking agreeing on stuff. But I, the, my concern is that this can go so horribly wrong because they are going to be tied to one another for the rest of their careers. Yeah. And this is going to be talked about forever. If Smith comes out, and just balls out it's gonna be another one of these like oh shit we took Culpepper over breeze kind of thing well the 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 irony of that is the eagles pick smith the team we traded with so that's the the beautiful irony in the whole situation they had to trade up to do it yeah that's because the giants were taking them oh for sure oh 100 100 i don't know how many receivers they need but try to make daniel jones look good get us all the receivers we got to run 12 wideouts to make this fucking kid look like a competent quarterback this let's let's touch on this because i think this is interesting yeah we're we're not going to go in depth with like the seventh round pick so we can yeah yeah, we can hang on this one for a minute i i think yeah because i think this is the most important and you know there was a lot of criticizing of the timing of the pick so hear me out Mm -hmm. you know we traded that pick about a month before the draft uh, a little bit more than a month before the draft and a lot of the conversation was why don't we do this closer to the draft except especially the second pick And, and here's the interesting part it, it, it's there's so many interesting like intricate parts about this but the trade back to the 49ers getting that haul i think universally was it was a great deal right you only move back nine spots in it when we don't need a quarterback we're getting two extra firsts and we're getting a third i think the i think the criticized part and there's a lot of different takes like i think it should be considered like an nba three three team trade like they executed both at the 